0: We've allowed a small square box so much power over our lives. I think today is the day to realize that we are the thing that makes that square so freaking powerful. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. Hello, hello. We are back. Part two of All or Nothing. Did you guys make it out okay? Episode five? All or Nothing, you okay? Marked safe, (laughs) marked safe from All or Nothing, episode five, part one. (laughs) If that's you, do a little red flag just so that you know that you're safe (laughs) so so the world can know that they made it through. But way to hang in there, way to stick it out. And more importantly, thank you for turning back in for part two of All or Nothing. In my last episode in part one, I focused primarily around the theme of shame and how shame is playing out in between kind of two different sides of a discussion around work and work environments and how shame is kind of this center around uh, the, the working party and around the resting party. And I wanted to really hit that home that shame was the theme of that uh, discussion. And we'll, it'll bleed a little bit more into this conversation today. But today is mostly about boundaries. Today is a really a boundaries conversation more than anything. And it is around that same idea of all or nothing. And the thing that I'm really excited to talk about too, again, my last episode is very much focused on this like real-time dialogue of what I'm seeing. These episodes are not necessarily storytelling, but more so real-time. And today is kind of going to be about the real-time, let's just, no, not kind of, it's it's about it. We're, we're going to talk about it, okay? Today's episode is really going to be focused around boundaries, specifically when it comes to Instagram yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. And I really think that it applies so intensely right now because it's a lifetime conversation. And so I wanted to speak to it because it is lifetime. And I really do, again, my goal is to lovingly challenge and to serve and to help. That is my only focus here. So I'm inviting you in to an opportunity to just you know, have a different perspective, have a, have a new way of thinking on a topic and you don't even have to adopt it. But I think the thing that's really cool is that we can hopefully just gain insight into a bigger conversation. And again, my goal is to just do nothing but to help and to, 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 uh, to challenge and love. So here we go. Part two, all or nothing. So today I'm talking mostly about boundaries and boundaries around Instagram. And it's so fun to me kind of seeing how this little tiny square box um, is so controversial. It's so interesting to me how this little box that's floating around on the internet is just communicating such strong messages and how it really does, whether we want to admit it or not, there is such an influence that it has in our life and a role to play in it. Um, Most of us today work from using Instagram. It's also a place where we showcase our work. It's a place where we make connections. It's a place where we find other people. And the truth is, is that it's evolved and changed a lot over the last couple of years. Where the app originated to where it is now is very, very different. And the truth is, is that there is a lot of buying and selling through the app. It It, it is what it is. <laughs> and um, I would argue that it's more so there than any other app. I think that people are buying and selling more on Instagram than they are on Facebook. I think they're buying and selling more on Instagram than they are on TikTok. Maybe I don't know enough about TikTok, but I really think that buying and selling that Instagram is truly that, becoming that space. And I also want to back up just an inch before I go into this conversation to let you know that I am a photographer by trade. Uh, I spent my most of my twenties building my portfolio and working with a ton of clients and showing my work uh, via the Instagram app. And um, you know, photography is a still image; like it is a still. Photograph. It's a moment preserved in time. And I also recognize that there is a big discussion right now around the fact that we are moving away from still imagery and that Instagram is moving closer towards video and that there is very much this lost art that's happening right now via the app, via not having it prioritize photo images, that they're not prioritized in the feed. The algorithm is you know, more so gearing towards video content and whatnot. I want to just preface this conversation with acknowledging all of those things and to also acknowledge that I am a photographer and that I have such a deep, deep love and appreciation for still imagery. My God, my God, do I. I? I mean, that's literally how I built everything was on the backbones of a single image and over and over and over again, creating it. I understand the power of still imagery. I understand the art form of it. I understand and respect it so much. And I still strongly would argue that there is a place for it, I do. I really, 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 really believe that. And I believe if you're a fellow photographer out there listening, I hope by the end of this conversation that you not only feel validated, but more so that you feel inspired to continue to share the incredible work that you're creating over and over and over. I don't want you to think that just because an app is adapting that no longer you have a place to share your incredible eye, your incredible work, and the incredible vision that you're offering. We need to see it we need to see it. And I want you I want other listeners who maybe are not creatives to also know that maybe they enjoyed the simple the simplicity of the app. And I want to acknowledge that that there was a much simpler time. Okay? I want to acknowledge that as well. And there there is some grief. There's some grief that I'm seeing around a lot of creatives that are processing the ever changing, evolving app and where it's going and Ads and suggested posts. I want to acknowledge all of those things, okay? Because it's not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in what you're seeing. And my invitation today is more so how to help you feel more inspired in challenge. I want to challenge the whole goal of this is to challenge you as the creator. And more than anything, with anyone that's listening on this episode today that's been struggling in this conversation around Instagram, not Instagram, all of these things, my only Goal is to move us away from all or nothing and move us to the middle. My goal is to move us to the middle. My goal is to have you get off of this podcast when you're finished listening today and that you feel like you have creative control back. That's my goal. All right let's get into that convo. All right. So again, when it comes to being on this app, just like I was talking about before, there's kind of two types of workers when I was talking about the first episode of All or Nothing. So applies to those on when it comes to working and sharing on Instagram. It's this very much all or nothing spirit. It's very much all or nothing. It's still there. It's still bleeding out. It's still present I see it every day and this conversation that's happening right now where people are getting so upset around you know these changes and whatnot and, and yes, I think some of them are valid. I do. but I think the bigger point that I want to bring you into today is how can we develop boundaries? How can we take back creative control? It's so interesting just in the same way that we're available for both extremes. I see on one side of the table, I see very much the person that I would call the hustler or whatever. I would just call them the one that's grinding it out. Okay, they're, they're, they're doing it. I almost see, it's almost like, it's like this machine. Like it's it's almost like a machine creative process that I see when you're showing up online or I see like content that's getting put out where it just feels like you are putting out content because you feel that you have to. And if you don't intend for it to be perceived that way, it's perceived that way. It's almost like there's this spirit of I have to just create a lot because if I create a lot, that means I'm checking my boxes because that's what I'm supposed to do to get where I'm trying to go. If I create more, more eyes will see, more people will have access to what I have and they will buy or purchase or they will follow and engage with me and more is more, right? (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching content that just feels like you're checking a box. There's no heart behind it. There's no intention behind it. It's machine, it's mechanical, it's robotic, and it's lost intention. But yet there's this, what I see is kind of a perception of, I just need to crank out more content because that's what I think I'm supposed to do. I have to just create content. I need to be on Instagram. I need to be talking on my I need to be on my phone all the time. I need to have my phone. I need to be creating stories. I need to be doing reels. I need to be doing videos. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. I need to go live and I go here and I go there. And you want to know what? It's just a little much. I'm just going to say it. It's just a little much, but it's, but I think that your intentions or the intention of that creator is, is probably just because there's this deep belief that that's what needs to happen in order to accomplish X, Y, or Z, that we need to be able to be pr- just producing, producing, like you're just, pro- you're a production machine. You're, you're not even human anymore. Now, and now you're just a, an assembly line of, creations that's hitting the next, you know, trending real thing. And you're, you're, you're doing this. And I think what's happening is for people that are tired or frustrated or XYZ or burned out, they're seeing that and they're going, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. Okay. And that's valid. I think that that's valid. And also to know that at the end of that intense production comes the drop where you cannot sustain it because that always happens. Whether creators are sharing that with you or not, it's happening (laughs) because it's that intent. Again, it's that intensity. It's that all. It's just that endless like creative line. And then kind of what results is, you know, the burnout from that. Or you're always on your phone or you're always checking your DMs or you're always like, okay, maybe somebody responded to my content. Maybe they're trying to get what I'm trying to, you know, offer this weekend. I need to be like on my phone 24 seven. Okay. That energy is just so tired. It's so tiring. And then suddenly we feel that this app has a power over us because we have to be on this app to accomplish. Okay, that's the all mindset that I'm talking about. And then on the flip, on the very flip, and this one is so intriguing. I think it's so live. That's like why I'm intrigued by it, is that I would argue that this is so like real time. So it's almost like you're kind of watching something play out in real time and you're just kind of curious and processing it in real time. But it's it's this fascinating concept of the of the other, you know, side of things. Maybe that's the direct result of burnout. Maybe that's the direct result of you know, feeling overcome by the app or feeling like there's, you know, it's just taken too much of your life and maybe so that's true, okay? But it's this flip side of I'm deleting the app, I'm getting off of here, I'm like, no one's gonna see me again, I'm just done, I don't wanna be on here. Um, I, you know, I don't even like this thing anymore. It's not even like, it's a lot of that kind of energy and I'm seeing that kind of everywhere. But the thing that's so fascinating to me about it is that that individual is using the app to communicate that message still which shows me that there's still this bought inness to this app what do i what am i saying i'm saying that you getting on instagram and announcing that you're taking a break or you getting on instagram and sharing all the things that you have a problem with about instagram on Instagram is essentially you saying I do not want to drink alcohol anymore but you're walking into a bar and shouting it in a in a bar full of people drinking. It's it's no different. It's truly the same thing that if you're saying, you know, I'm I don't want to drink anymore but you're telling you're going in a bar and telling everyone that. It's very fascinating. You're still using the very thing that you're trying to disconnect from to like supposedly disconnect. And again, I would argue that that's the side of nothing, all or nothing. It's very much these extreme pendulums. And yet what I see is you're still there. You're still, you're still kind of falling into this mindset of I am powerless to this machine. This thing is still, has a, has a hook in me or something, you know? And what I'm trying to offer today is that this is a boundary discussion. This is a boundary discussion. I truly believe that if you feel that you have to be on the internet to post X, Y, and Z, because if you don't, you will lose something or you will not get where you're trying to go is a boundary issue. I also feel that if you feel that you have to get off of the internet and cut ties and not show up, and if you do show up, the only reason you're showing up is to say how frustrated you are with the app and all the changes and you won't, you don't want to be a part of this anymore, that suddenly that is also a boundary issue. I think it's a boundary issue. You're still... Whether we want to admit this or not, by doing those things, we are still putting control outside of ourselves. And listen, deleting an app and walking away from it doesn't change the fact that it exists. Okay. And if you're frustrated that it exists, I think that that's a deeper thing. To process. You know, I think right now we are on the heels of a changing time. And the thing that confuses me is it's almost like we are feeling the tension of the need to adapt, and yet we somehow are like resisting it massively. I think about our parents and, you know, our parents' generation, you know, the baby boomers. I, I think about them and I think about how they watched in real time. A shift that they couldn't fully understand, but yet the world was moving in that direction. And I'm going to just argue that probably so many people were so afraid of the internet because they didn't understand it. And I think that we are on the heels of another shift and we are feeling fear or discomfort or all of those things because we don't fully understand in the way in which that our world is evolving. And I am in no way saying sell your soul to Instagram, please. Are you joking me? I mean, listen, if you know me, (laughs) you know that I am, if there's a trend, I'm pretty much never gonna do it, (laughs) okay? I am not a trend follower. I am not like a person that just jumps on bandwagons. That's just not who I am and I've never been that way, okay? So I am in no way inviting you. To 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 I'm not, this is not a discussion about bandwagons and trends and just going with the flow because that's what everyone's doing. That's not that this conversation is. This conversation is all or nothing. This conversation is boundaries. This conversation is looking at looking at our relationship with something and why we why we walk in these extreme ways. Because I know that one thing that I can do well is shift and adapt, and I do see a struggle with that in real time right now for many. And I think that shifting and adapting is the only way that we'll be able to make it out and to make it out well. Okay. And shifting and adapting doesn't mean that you're on a bandwagon. Shifting and adapting doesn't mean that you are now a part of this movement that is beyond your control. <laughs> that that doesn't mean those things. Well, this is what it means. It means this. I'm going to quote my friend, Austin Cleon here. I'm saying he's my friend. He's not my friend yet, but I would love to have him on my show because he is freaking genius and I'm going to just put it out in the atmosphere that he's going to be on here. Austin Kleon, he wrote a book called Steal Like an Artist. It is amazing. If you're an artist or creative, please read it. He His second follow-up book is called Show Your Work. And I'm in the middle of working through it right now and I'm taking some tips that he's teaching me, but it's called Show Your Work. And he basically says right now in this world, if your work is not on the internet, it doesn't exist. This is from an artist himself. If your work is not on the internet, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. And I think that we have to recognize what is work and what is not. I think that there is so much permission for creators that if you wanna create in, I'm sitting in my office right now. I have a painting next to me. Okay, it's a painting that I painted. I haven't really posted it anywhere and I'm not selling it. It's for me. I painted it. It's in my office. It's here. But unless I share it with others, no one's going to see it. Do you know what I'm saying? There is an element of sharing what you're creating that's very powerful, okay? And with the way that our world has changed, that is now where we show our work. Maybe before you had a resume, maybe before you had a gallery filled of you know all of your art and 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 that still is true but how people find your work now has changed and if we resist we're going to get left behind in the sense of our work will never our great work that we're trying to create will never be seen and it will never be experienced because our world has shifted and adapted and we must also okay and so my point for our conversation today is about these boundaries and how what I see playing out is, is we think that if, we're just throwing spaghetti on the wall with content creation and we're spewing it all over the internet, all over Instagram, suddenly it's gonna rocket us into the next level because we're going all in on creating content. No, hon, what you're doing is you're just creating a a Jackson Pollock. (laughs) You're creating a Jackson Pollock painting and it's very hard for, for people to ingest and to follow your message because it is so much information thrown and scattered without intention. Intention is everything when it comes to creating, okay? So even if you're going to go all in on creating online, recognize that you need to pace yourself, pace yourself in your creative process and help people follow along with you and to not be overwhelmed by the amount of information that you are putting out into the earth for the sake of checking a box, because you think that that's what you're supposed to do in order to move the needle forward. Friend, you're going to tire yourself out and you're not going to be able to sustain your creative process. You're not going to be able to sustain the work that you're trying to share on this app. And you need to have a boundary around when you're creating and when you're disengaging. There needs to be a breaking time from output and from filling the cup back up. There needs to be solid time for that. It is essential that you discover a boundary system for yourself to be able to work within that you are outputting and you're also filling up. It will be the only way that you'll be able to sustain and it will be the only way that you'll be able to move into a direction that people will be able to follow that roadmap, okay? Okay, I've been there, I get it. And even sometimes too, for me, I will just tap into this creative place where I just feel kind of machinish and I can just kind of keep, like even when I was creating all of this stuff for the podcast, I kept one video. And, and I do believe this. I believe that once you keep going, you can keep getting better you know, like the more you're doing, the better you can get. Okay. And so I would create these videos for launching the pod. You guys all saw them and love them and enjoyed them. Well, you know, every video kept getting better. And suddenly I was just like becoming like this machine that was just like, Oh, here's another video. Here's another video. And I had to stop myself and recognize, okay, Lindsay, if I keep going with no break, I will hit a wall. There's a wall. There's always a wall hon. There's always a wall at the end of that, of that road. And so my goal in sharing this with you is let's create some boundaries around that so that we can sustain you on this app, yeah? And then on the flip side, this nothingness concept, this like, I'm done with Instagram, I'm done. I don't wanna be here anymore. Like, listen, please hear my heart in this, okay? It's still putting responsibility on something outside of you. Okay. It's like what I just said earlier. It's like, you're walking into a room of, of people drinking alcohol and you're saying, I'm done drinking. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not drinking alcohol anymore. I'm walking away. I don't want anything to do with alcohol, but you're si- It's like, it's like, read the room. You know, some of you are not reading the room and i'm not saying that your experience isn't valid but i i do feel a deep a deep need to help anyone that's kind of recovering from burnout or from frustration or from if they're a creative that's just you know frustrated with how things are going i feel a deep responsibility to help you know us create not just, not to just shine lights on problems, but to offer solutions. You know, I can be really guilty of that. Sometimes I can just see the problem, my strategy mind. I can instantly be like, here's the problem. Like, here's the problem. Here's what's wrong. I will always see what's wrong first before I see what's right. Every time, every time. And sometimes it kicks my ass because sometimes there's a lot of problems. (laughs) So I'm just like, there's a problem, 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 there's problem. Okay. And it's the same thing. Like sometimes you got to see the good too. You got to see what's good. You got to see what's good here. There is good here. But if we're giving everything over to this generalized concept of a brushstroke of it's all bad, suddenly I think we're in a really scary place and we're missing the good that's still available to us, okay? The common thread in both of these stories is there's no boundaries there's just no boundaries and also too you know this is such a fascinating concept to me right coming on the app we're saying i don't want to be on this app anymore i want to throw this app into the river i want to be done i want to get off of here everything about this app is wrong there's no place for this i just don't even know what my role is here anymore i'm going to take a break i'm off of here you want to know what i see you you keep coming back to the thing that you are claiming is causing so much harm. I see you, maybe you're not posting, but you're creeping, (laughs) you're liking, you're commenting, you're watching, you're observing, but you're, but I thought you were on a break. I thought that you, listen, my heart is to help you that this is a boundary conversation announcing that you're walking away or not posting anymore doesn't mean that you have boundaries in place. If anything, it just shows me that you've moved to that extreme side, to the nothing. But it doesn't mean that boundaries have been set in place. Here's the definition of boundaries. Boundaries for me is knowing when it's time to engage and when it's time to disengage. It's not about the thing. It's about my relationship with it. It's how I work it. I talked about this in in my burnout episode. It's not the thing. It's how we do the thing. And yeah, sure, maybe there's some legitimate things that are going on. Yeah, maybe there's legitimate problems in X, Y, and Z. Sure, 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 sure. And like I just said, I'm the first person to acknowledge when there's a problem. I see problems, but my point is, is when the problems take us over and now we become powerless or victim to it. Suddenly, we're operating with this system in a place of dysfunction. And, and the goal is to move and to function. Gang, I got a hard message for you. I got a hard truth today to swallow. The internet is going nowhere anytime soon. It's not. And so we have an opportunity. What, are we gonna just be frustrated? Are we gonna just like, you know, complain? Or do we have an opportunity to be incredible creators in a very unique time? I think there's opportunity for innovation. And yet the frustration is valid. But the coping mechanism I would I would challenge. You know, it's like we can we can take some power back. The number one thing that I know just causes this problem that we face is its consumption. It's overconsumption. It's very hard, very hard to be in a place of comparison or frustration or burnout, or anger, or apathy, when we are creating from a place of owning us. When we're not using shame, when we're not projecting shame, when we're not projecting our poor boundaries on another or on a system, but we are operating from a place of grounded focus structure, boundaries, and discipline. And we are in a posture of creating because we're owning our vision. It is very hard for comparison to exist from that posture. Very hard. It's very hard to feel overcome when you are creating instead of consuming and creating With intention, not just to create. Listen, you can be consistently doing the wrong thing. You could be posting, 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 posting. It's like like, what I said, it could be a wrong thing. When you're rooted in deep conviction and purpose and creating from that place, it's very hard, very hard to feel overcome by an algorithm why are we giving this little square so much power when we truly are the ones that bring the power to it? Yeah? If we all pieced out tomorrow, suddenly this thing is, a, is nothing. We as the creators bring the influence. We as the creators bring the vision. We as the creators bring focus. We as the creators are the ones creating. So why are we so mad? I would argue that we're not owning our story. I would argue that we're not living in boundary and we're not knowing when it's truly time to engage and when it's time to disengage. We don't have a sense of it. We don't have a sense of knowing, you know what? I came here, I did my job, I played my role, I contributed and now I'm walking away. We don't we don't have a good system there. We don't we haven't figured this out. I think both things, both sides are stories of poor boundaries and shame coming together over and over and over again. Like I said, maybe you experience true burnout and maybe the shame that you feel is real. Maybe the apathy and the fatigue that you feel is real. Friend, I've been there. You know, I know it's real because I've been there. I've been there. And I know how easy it feels to just look and point and be like, yeah, this is a mess. It's easy to do what's so much harder is to be is to is to actually like look in the mirror and be like man i have had a really warped relationship with this and i need to get clear on my intentions my purpose and why i'm involved will i just come here to consume will i just come on here to project or will i actually be someone that can create change vision bring my passion and create something. I know that this is a tough combo. But it's one worth having. Because some of you are on the line right now of 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 complete and total exhaustion and burnout. And some of you are also on the verge of walking away from really brilliant brilliant stories and images and visuals and so many things that are worth sharing. And I can't sit by idly anymore and watch it happen over and over and over again. I just can't. I can't let it just keep going without saying something because this all or nothing mentality is killing our culture. I had a really hard conversation in the spring where someone had told me, you know, look, I'm either all or nothing. And it honestly inspired so much of this because I too have said those very words I'm either all or nothing. And what I've learned over the last year is that all or nothing will steal so much from us if we allow it to, it will steal so much. We keep buying into the lie that the other, that both of these things can get us somewhere. We keep buying in over and over and over to the point of nausea that they're gonna get us somewhere. If I just kill myself, if I throw myself into this work, I'll get where I'm going. No, you won't. And if I just, Oh, if I just disconnect, and if I just forget the world, and if I can just like live somewhere and like in like a friggin' hut and like no human contact, and if I go to the depths of like the ends of the earth, and I you know go stay in some you know sanctuary and I have total disconnection from the earth, then I will have peace. Maybe, but you can't live there forever. Why are we available for extremes? But we're not available for peace, with purpose. When it comes to work and when it comes to building something and when it comes to creating and when it comes to consuming, we're available for extremes, but we're not available to release shame and to adopt boundary. We're not available. I want to invite you to be available. I want to invite you to be available. Listen, in June, I had some decisions to make. This is we're all close. In June, I had some decisions to make. I had been working a certain way for a really long time, and I shared this before with my burnout about how I, you know, stood on that verge of quitting and how that it would have been okay and it would have been a really long. It would have been such a hard season, and you know, I really had some decisions to make and some things to think through. And you know what I did what I was able to detect in June with, with a lot of reflection was that I had spent the last three and a half years, you know, building my businesses from a place of true hustle and from a place of a lot of striving and a lot of shame. And I realized that I could no longer work that way, nor did I want to work that way. And I needed to find a way to let that go. Okay. I was able to accept and acknowledge that what I was also able to accept and acknowledge was probably from December of this past year through the end of May, I was really apathetic. I was bitter. I was frustrated. couldn't sleep. I was so angry and I felt just resentment with everything. I wanted to hide. I was I was frustrated with people around me. It was so easy for me to blame others and blame systems. So easy. And what I realized is I was just in a place of just apathy, man. I was so apathetic. And you know what I did? I gave myself so much grace because I knew that that was a product of the way that I had worked the last three years. And it was part of the process. But I came to a moment where I realized that I could no longer operate in these extreme ways of being and that my, my, my true, you know, call at that moment was to make a decision of would I be governed by this or could I govern it? And it was a long month of reflecting. It was a long month of, you know, thinking. I took it. I probably worked as little as I ever did. Like I didn't really work a lot in June at all. I went and, you know, took a month off and saw my friends, saw my family, was very present. But I was thinking during that time, a lot of thinking about where I had been and where I wanted to go. And even though me wanting to walk and maybe not, produce on this app anymore, you know, maybe, maybe that was the better choice, even though that was a very real thought. I kind of knew like in the core of myself, even though I didn't want it to be there, that's what's even crazier is there was such a deep sense that I didn't even want it. It was beyond me, I think that I wasn't done, I wasn't done, but I was done with the way that I had been doing it. And I got really clear and really focused on what I wanted to create. That wasn't trends, that wasn't searching for the next cool sound to get me blasted all over the internet. That wasn't me jumping on bandwagons and running over here and doing this and watching what everyone else is doing and thinking that I should do that way. That's not what I did. I got so clear on what do I want? What is my purpose? What is my message? And more importantly, how can it help someone? The last thing I wanted to do was to be another voice screaming into the void and making no impact. It's the last thing I wanted to do after coming off of so much heartbreak, fatigue, frustration. If I was gonna do this, I was gonna do it right. And I got really serious and clear. And you want to know what happened? I gave myself permission to own it all. The bad, the good, the hustle, the heartbreak. I owned all of it because it was all my story. Suddenly I was able to stop blaming and suddenly I was able to let go of some frustration. And even though bad things had happened, suddenly it felt like goodness was just imminently on the way because of that decision you want to know what happened? All of this, all that you've seen, all of that creative fire that just came out was a result of that act. And I want to let you know that that's available to you right now, today. We don't have to pick up hustle and we don't have to pick up heartbreak. We can set them both down, acknowledge them, thank them for the ways that they served us in a time. And we can also acknowledge the hurt that they caused us. And that apathy and grind, it's just all or nothing, man. And there's a new way. There's a new way through. I think the the breakdown with people right now is they don't see the third road. They see the apathy road, they see the hustle road, but they're the only roads they see. There is another way, there is a third path. It might be a little bit less um, traveled. It might be a little bit more uh, arduous to get through. Maybe there's tons of sticks and you know, it's not very clear. It's ambiguous, maybe it's dark, but it's there. And it's worth taking. It's worth taking for what's ahead. I truly believe that we can find a way to leave all and nothing behind, and that this is a new time with new opportunity and new vision but it can only come from a place of just owning it all. Owning it all and recognizing that this little square on the computer isn't responsible for our inner turmoil. It's a very controversial thought and I recognize that. But it's the way in which we're viewing everything through it. And that's where we can take some power back today. Suddenly, the whole thing flips on its head when you realize that you're the creator that gives that space life. Suddenly, everything changes when you can recognize that we don't have to be overcome, that we can have boundaries with work and with play and with creating and with consuming that we can learn to live in this inner space on that less traveled road. Because I'll tell you this, friend, I'm on the path. I'm a couple steps, maybe just a couple steps ahead of you, but I'm on the path and it's good here. It's good. And I truly believe that it's the way through the dark. I truly believe that it's the way out. Come with me. I'll tie your story down in